Welcome to Iconic, where we talk about all things 13th Age. I'm your host, JM, and with me as always are Nick and Mark. Hey, hello. We have a great episode for you today. We're doing another random encounter. Um, the Swamp random encounter was very well received, so we decided we would do another one. And this is a segment of the show where we're going to create a encounter from scratch for you guys. Um, again, there's very little interaction beforehand. We've come up with just a very rough outline of things we want to bring to the table and a central theme to kind of focus on. And so this will just kind of be a collaborative uh design process where at the end of it hopefully we will have a coherent encounter site for you and a helix worth of encounter ideas or at least three versions of it that yeah. you can mix and match the way you want yeah so again what we're going to try and do is we're going to try and synthesize this and if you are interested at all in seeing these in print at some point please go to the iconic patreon and support us a little bit and we are about a third of our way, at, as of the time of this recording, towards our goal is our first goal. The write-up. Mm-hmm. I've confirmed with our Patreon expert, and our first goal is doing write-ups of of these random encounters. But for now, uh, hope you enjoy it. Again, if you if you have any feedback or comment, please let us know. So again, our goal is to provide a starting adventure site. Rumors and adventure ideas, and again, at least one helix worth of battle ideas set in this encounter location for you to pull from and use. And so in very broad strokes, we are looking at a epic tier castle ruin. Again, we really haven't discussed much about what we're all thinking and kind of going through this. So we're just going to, I'm going to kind of, again, act as a moderator and kind of, we can walk through this and see what we come up with that we can pull together and create. So let's start with the castle ruins. What icons do you guys see kind of being tied to an epic tier set of ruins? What, what kind of came to mind as you were looking through this? Nick, you want to start us off here? So I, I had a couple ideas why or, or what might be going on with this castle, and uh, coming out of each one of those ideas was another set of icons that would be associated with that. Um, but a couple that kind of rose to the surface that I would want to use in this would be the Prince of Shadows and the Dwarf King. Interesting. All right. So, so let's. Let, so the next question that we were going to talk about is the is rumor. The rumor of why the castle was ruined. So let's let's kind of tie those together. Why is this castle ruined? So my thought of the scenario where the Prince of Shadows was heavily involved in this is that the castle is not actually ruined. It just appears to be in this state of disrepair to keep the looters and all of that away from it. Um, But it's really designed as an elaborate safe or a a vault um, protecting something deep inside of it. Oh, I like that. So a lot of traps, a lot of uh, illusions, that sort of thing. You can't really trust what it is that you're looking at uh, because the whole thing is designed to not... To look like what it's not. Interesting. That ties in kind of heavily into my idea as well. But let's, Mark, what, what was what's your rumor and what icons uh, are you thinking? So my icons, again, it, it got me thinking, I think it was a couple episodes ago, we did Book of Ages. Mine ties back into the fourth age when the white was dominant. And this was his stronghold. And it was ruined when he was thrown down. So my icons are the Lich King, which ties back then would have been the Wizard King, and the Emperor, the Usurper. 
And so it was, you know, cast down by the Alliance, opposed to them, and and that's why it's it's a ruins now, and it's actual ruins, but it's not uninhabited, as we will find out. Right. Yeah. Well, so I mean, and the, one of the rumors is it's of course because it was his stronghold. It's full of treasure, so you want to go there as an adventurer. Interesting. So, I mean, I feel like both, none, of, neither of those ideas are necessarily mutually exclusive because if the castle was originally this stronghold of the white that gets thrown down in the first age, fourth, could, fourth age, fourth age. My, my, in my world, it's a fourth age. Okay. So remember, you gotta, you gotta do your own. <laughs> That's right. You gotta do your own thing. So it was thrown down in a previous age. And Nick, your idea is that at some point the Prince of Shadows co-opted this and turned this into a, a vault. My, mm. my rumor is. Is that there's actually an icon somewhere in the in the castle, um, and I'm going I'm going uh, as this episode will release in October, I'm going full full madness with this, and that there is a there is an aspect of the Yellow King that was trapped in here, and maybe that's what's going on with the Prince of Shadows vault that like this oh, yeah. this icon that no one wants running around got trapped in this ruined castle. What do you guys think? I mean, I feel like sure. that that's not a bad idea. Not yeah. a bad idea. So obviously the I wizard. I kind of like the idea that the, the, the hidden vaults within it. So a lot of it appears just windswept, uninhabited ruins. And if he wants to make them feel satisfied, a few minor treasures in the upper areas, but you really got to get through the glamours and traps to get the good stuff. Well, and then then if, then if there's also a little bit of of hastery madness, can you even trust that what you're seeing is an illusion put there by the Wizard King, or sorry, is an illusion put there by the Prince of Shadows? Is it an echo of the Fourth Age? Is it the torments of mm. this fallen icon that is trying mm-hmm. to get out? Like, what is being t- you know the players' minds? I think it would be a fun thing to do just based off what we talked here is. Prep two maps as the as the DM, and as the escalation die switches from even to odd, switch the players switch from map to map. Like have them <laughs> in relatively the same place, but you're not sure what is real and what isn't, and so you're interacting with things. Oh, illusions are great because you can have the real map, and you just make it opposite every time. They go, I take the right corridor, they actually take the left, and so you have to track a little bit harder for the GM. You have to track where they're at. And eventually they'll realize things aren't right. Depends how you lay on the glamour and as they're doing stuff, everything makes sense to them. It's just not where they think they are. Or if the bonds that are that are trapping that icon are lessening, then maybe the, that icon is could start influencing certain PCs. Um, maybe they everyone gets just an extra D6. They don't know what it means, but each room that you go through, everyone rolls on it. And then if you roll a five or six, you have that icon relation with the, the trapped one. And those characters are, they're led in a certain direction. Oh, that's the... Try to bypass some of it. That's cool. Well, and we could also you could, we could also say something like like playing off that idea. What if, what if the Prince of Shadows has built magic here to keep this thing trapped? What if players get an additional Prince of Shadows icon relationship just because the magic of the of the castle is like actively aiding anyone who is here to keep the thing trapped? Or what if there's remnant magic that kind of plays in the same way? You could you could. Do locate. I mean, it's the epic tier. We got to do something. Cool. Right, you got to go big. It's epic tier. The other thing, like you, you're Prince of Shadows. He's trapped an icon here, right? 
What if there's two? What if he's trapped an icon and built it over this? But originally in an older age, the Yellow King oh, yeah. is trapped. Mm. So he's trying to influence. We could, we could, we could go all sorts of And this of icon's trying to influence. You could have two different icons trying to get out and not, you know, reach the Yellow King and release it. And it's not the other, you know, the one what if, that's trapped. What if it's the crypt of the, of the white? Mm. Oh. We always got to bring the white back into this. That's I, right. Man, that should be our new goal with Random Encounter <laughs> is that how does this tie into our mascot? Yes. Well, let's, before we get any farther, now that we kind of got an idea, where do we want to set this? Is this a, like a mountain, like a remote mountain keep? Is this a... That's right picture. Remote mountain keep. That's uh, kind of a lot of snow going. and ice. Very, it, you know, it, it doesn't work if it's in, you know, in the valley where people are going to want to buy it every day. Right. It has to be a reason to go up there. You've heard rumors, maybe... Somehow in your icons, they've sent you to find something, maybe yeah. one of the other icons. Hey, there's something up. I we think, need you to investigate. You know, maybe some. I, I think it would have to be difficult enough to get to that no one else in the world would have been trying to get there. Um, and again, this is an epic tier uh, scenario we're trying to create. So it would have to be very, it almost have to be uh, an epic thing to be even just to get there. Oh, yeah. Alone, wait Giant it. walk mountains, maybe some remote island that used to be part of. The Dragon Empire, but broke off at an earlier age because the Prince of Shadows was like, what better way to hide it than to have this island roaming the sea or, you know, the Iron Sea where all of the monsters live. That should be safe enough, right? Okay. Or if it was on a mountain and a massive earthquake happened and the rest of the earth settled like 60 feet and that mountain didn't. And so now it's floating 60 feet above the ground and you have to, you know, levitate or something like that to get up to it or, you know, something. Oh, yeah. No, I like all of those. So let's now that we kind of know we, we I think we're all in agreement. It's a mountain somewhere. What is the name, at least in this age, when the when the wise old hermitess sends the characters on the adventure or when the priestess icon relationship role gives them a vision of something arising where does it tell the players to go i was kind of thinking the haunted ruins because that was one of the minor rumors was because it was an old battlefield there you know it's it's inhabited by undead warriors roaming around that kind of keep most of the people away if they'd ever want to go up there there are none but so yeah the haunted ruins but yeah there could be other other names can't sound too great if the Prince of Shadows wants to keep it hidden. If you make it sound like a great place, like, you know, the Room of Gold is going to attract <laughs> adventurers. Well, I agree, I agree, but it could also be something that, I mean, especially if we have it hidden oh, away. We could call it the Tomb of Horrors. Oh, wait, no, that's <laughs> no, right. Trademark. <laughs> trademark. Trademark. <laughs> Legally distinct from the Tomb of Horrors. Um, <clears throat> but we could also do something where if the Prince of Shadows is involved— then maybe people are looking for it, but they just don't know where because the Prince mm -hmm. of Shadows magic keeps it hidden. Like, it doesn't have to be something, like, super awesome, like the Room of Gold or, you know, free treasure through the demon <laughs> mouth. Going back to horrors for you. Um, I don't, you know, like Vault of Shadows or, or Summit of Shadows or something like something that. Something like you know? that, yeah. I had, I had Jericho Tower in my head because uh, the idea that, not that the... Those walls would come down, but if this thing gets out, the walls of reality would crumble. So, multiple different ideas. Yeah, it could work. It could. The walls of illusion could fall. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that would be awful. Especially if Haster's there, because then, you know, the walls of the illusion of what you think is reality. Yeah. 
Got to have some sanity mechanics that we had in the 13th age. Um, all right. So we've got our rumors and we've got our icons. And we've actually just already designed, you know, a great feature of the tower that nothing is as it seems. We can keep jumping in and yep. out and back and forth and terrain wise. But we were what what features do you guys see being part of this tower? Mine, since it was in the ice and dealt with the white, my take was that it's it's made out of ice, not stone. It's an ice fortress. Oh. Mm. oh, the Fortress of Solitude. Oh, wait, that's no, <laughs> also, also trademarked. Trademark. Mark's going to get us all sued. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, no, but made out of ice. So it was ice theme is what I started to work so with. So how would you see that kind of playing into the different areas of the castle? Um, well, being a terrain, it's, it's ice, so you could get into the whole slip and climbing. You know, it's harder to maneuver. Um, all the inhabitants are ice-based, that kind of thing. Um, what if that also ties into the illusion? So only some of the times does it all seem icy, but it lo- it's such a convincing illusion that even though you know— Well, no, I mean, that's the, the, the best part. If you're selling the illusion correctly, They'll never there is know. no, oh, no, this is really snow. No, it's it's ice. Yeah. You know, it's a thousand-foot drop over this wall. No, it's not. It's a 10-foot drop into the garden, but you don't know that. You don't know right? that. Excellent. The bridge looks solid. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It looks clear. What about you, Nick? What do you what I, what features either building on that or tying in or a different feature altogether? What do you see being in this in this uh in this castle? Uh, well, one thought that I had was maybe there's another element going on here where magic is uh, is unraveling a little bit, and that's why you could even see the illusion of the dungeon. Because normally, in the, if the Prince of Shadows wanted something to be hidden, you wouldn't probably even know about it at all. Um, Save for the fact that this is epic tier. Right. Yeah. You, you found something. Maybe the out, icon right. that's trapped is picking it apart slowly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but something's causing that magic to unravel. So I would say you know having your your magic items um, behave differently. The quirks either uh, shift and change, or they start being more pronounced. Um, spells not working quite the way that you thought they would. A lot of traps of you know what you think you're seeing isn't entirely true. You know you think this looks like a, a safe trail or a safe pathway, um, and it's it's really not. There's you you know you're walking on the spine of a dragon or something like that um, that has been subdued and laying in wait just for this very moment. So let me ask you this. I I like the idea about like magic not working the way you expect. How do you see that mechanically going down, especially in a way that is 13th age-ish? So not just just use the chart from the chaos made. (laughs) (laughs) Every time you cast a spell, go ahead and roll that. That's interesting. You could. You could. And you're there. So uh, a couple of thoughts that I had was one, um, kind of in anticipation of this, make cards of what all of the spells that, let's say your wizard has, and on the front of it, have it be the name of the spell, and on the back of it, have the effects of a different spell. And so when you're going into that session, say, don't look at the back of these, but when you cast them, these are your spells that you have. And so there's a little bit of uncertainty what's really going on here, but then when they actually do cast that spell, like I would even up that instead of, I would have them flip it over and have like, four or six variants, flip it over, roll a d6. So it's it's a truncated chaos mm. mage and not all super wild, but just it varies to like your cleric. Okay, you want to do this. Well, really, it's just a simple heal or you might roll a six and get great. Even though you only cast your simple heal, it might do much more. Mm-hmm. 
but make it random and then make them flip it back over so they can't memorize. And it's going to change slightly every time. Every time. Mm. No, it's it's random effects. Yeah, but uh, at the same time, it's also affecting magic items. And so your fighters, okay. they're going to be wielding, you know, they're probably going to be all decked out and everything magic anyway. Yeah, by the time you're epic, you get quite a few. That's true. And so and there's a lot you could do with the yeah. quirks, make it very dominant. What do you guys think about doing something like uh, giving them the option of re-rolling damage dice, but including like a target you didn't mean to include in mm. in that? Or yeah, that's what you do with the fighters. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, though. if you want, if, you know, if we really <laughs> want to twist their magic around, this is I, epic tier. So you really got to be yanking their chains. Well, I'm I'm just just remember I'm your GM. So <laughs> when this happens to you and yeah. you guys get get frustrated, that's fine. And you can do it where if they roll like, horribly, this, you know, this say iconic, hey. either d20 or d percent or whatever. But say okay, roll a d20 for the effect. You roll a one. Oh, anyway, you plus three weapon is now a minus three cursed weapon for <laughs> See, this that, round. That for I this like, round, I like. I like something. And the next round more... it might be. Yeah, mechanical. Well, not even mechanical, but part of 13th Age is, um, you know, there's a lot of player empowerment. And so I feel like if we were to just say, well, I'm sorry, you don't get to choose your target this turn or, you know, the remember, roles are very important. So while we're really counting on the mage to take out all those mooks, except all he can cast is dancing light this this round. See, I wouldn't change it to dancing lights. I would just make I like I think like, keeping them in the same in the same version, but like mm-hmm. okay, I cast yeah. fireball. Well, okay, instead of fireball, you, you think, get lightning fork or something. Lightning like fork that. or a smaller, you know, okay, lightning think, golf ball. I, I think we're not we're I think we're now on the same page. <clears throat> That's what I was saying. Like, not way different like chaos maybe well, changes, but just make it a variance of like healing. Instead of doing this and I don't know all your spells, but like one of you could heal yourself and then heal like three other allies. You nope, you only rolled a one, you heal yourself, you can't heal your allies. You still heal, it just doesn't go off the way you want. Yes, and I, I think there are ways to do that that is less punishing and still interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting would, choice of words for the man who kills somebody every session. Hey. <laughs> have you ever I felt, punish you. Have you ever felt like... No, I had a great time. Okay. So I think for me, what I would want to do is do something... Almost cobalt trappy, but do it like it, if there's this madness or illusion thing going on, make up for each room a what happens if my natural die roll is above the player's wisdom. Mm. In this room, this happens because madness or illusion, take your pick. And in this room, you know, in this room, they take. Five ongoing bleeding or a D6 ongoing bleeding damage or whatever we decide is appropriate because they didn't see the rusty spikes on the walls and they keep running into them. And so they just keep nicking themselves as they go down this hallway. But maybe in the next room, if I roll over your wisdom on an attack, um, this other thing happens or or maybe that's. uh, It could give a bonus as well, like in this room, you actually see through the illusions and can. Can. Maybe in count the escalation die is one point higher for you for the rest of the round. So if you don't roll over the attack, then they, they see through the illusion and avoid it. Oh, I was going to say on like attacks. So like if the monster, if the, or, or maybe at the start of the turn, like you said, like, yeah, maybe they don't get affected by the illusion this round or maybe they do. And it's only when I roll above, you know, at the start of every round, everybody roll a D20. Like, but I feel like there's some way, I think with like the way 13 A's mo- monsters are designed, it'd be very easy to go, I, all monsters in this room that are non-mooks also have this ability where if they hit over your wisdom, the curse kicks in. Oh. So the 
So the high wisdom characters, okay, you know, like Maris at Epic Tier where she's going to have 22 or 24 wisdom. That's just not, she's not going to get affected by this extra thing. But draw the Berserker who's going to have a, an 8 still at <laughs> still at level at level 10. You're going to be like, nope, I totally buy it every time. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> um, all right, so... I feel like I like the ice castle, and mm-hmm. I like the fact that the castle isn't in ruins, even though that it is. I have this I have this very clear, like, if we were ever to get art for it, I know exactly how I'd write up the art order for that. Um, so one other... Oh, go ahead, Mark. Not, not a la Frozen, right? No, not a la Frozen. <laughs> no one wants to build a snowman. <laughs> um, cool monster, though. Yeah, the ice monster? Yeah, yeah. the ice column, yeah. So what is one, and again, we're looking for epic tier. What is one piece of epic tier terrain that we could put in around this castle? And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first on this one because my idea was what if the dungeons of the castle have broken off and there is this, like, there's this hole on the side of the mountain where because of all of the stuff and all of the iconic attention that has happened here, it's birthed a living dungeon that roams the lands like immediately around it. And it acts as kind of a moat slash watch guard for the tower. There's actually this like living dungeon that was once part of the castle. Mark, you're giving me an evil look. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yay, nay. Uh, yeah, it would be epic. <laughs> and uh, I hate you. <laughs> well, what about you? What, what's a piece of epic terrain? I, I just, it was just more of the ice theme and, you know, something to do with the ice. Okay. Well, uh, piggybacking off what you had, one of the other ideas that I had for what's actually going on here is that um, that the castle is, is really um, the ghost of a living dungeon. Oh. So maybe something, you know, piggybacking off of your idea, maybe there, it's not just your stereotypical living dungeon, but maybe it is a, a, a spirit-based or it's undead or Perhaps something Perhaps like an that. undead living dungeon? Right. I've heard it somewhere. I've heard it somewhere. <laughs> what if, what if... As the castle has fallen apart, at least here, for whatever reason, what if instead of a living dungeon, there's there's always that that zombie movie trope where when you cut the hand off the zombie, it's still undead and still coming <laughs> for you. So what if as rooms have fallen off of this thing over the course of the ages, each one of them became part of this living dungeon that's completely disconnected from each other yet still roaming about mm. the land as like little micro dungeons or single rooms that like to pop up out of the ground and consume people and pull them underneath little dungeon larvae little dungeon larvae and if you dungeon don't, maggots hey that is a great epic tier threat to this castle <laughs> If like, you don't go deal with these, each one of these could, in theory, grow into it. Yeah, like make them like two or three room size. Yeah. But that, they get bigger as they eat things. Yeah. And that could even be how you found out about it. You know, one of them wandered a little bit too far and consumed a village or something and, and you drew the attention of the icons. You went to deal with it and like, well, where did this come from? This seems like it's a piece of a hole. Uh, you know, something's in there that, that points you to where you need to be going. Well, that is a great hook for how we would get adventures in there. That is awesome. Um so, Other epic tier threats that would bring you here? I mean, we've got we've got one, well, got, possibly two dead icons or bound icons here. Yeah. Oh, I've got threats that I put in there going with my theme. Um, 
the castle is not in fact haunted. It's inhabited by an ice devil from 13 through ways. Um, just one? One, assisted by two ice golems, which uh-huh. in my world are just reskinned stone golems with cone of cold. Oh, all right. And several big air elemental as servants, guards. So the haunting is just to keep people away. When you get there, the ice devil is the seneschal who's waiting for the white to come back. He's just kind of holding on until holding on, you know, keeping the place up. We do love our white dragon. I do. <laughs> I do. We do indeed. What about you, Nick? What uh, what other what other threats are going on? And the nice thing about having a large castle kind of remotely, like none of these have to be independent. The Seneschal can be on the main and upper levels of the castle, not being necessarily aware that at some point the Prince of Shadows basically snuck in and stashed this icon in the crypts underneath it where no one knows where it's at, not even the Seneschal. So what are some other, what's another threat that would bring the players here to? Um, well, if the magic is weakening and the illusions are breaking down, then the, it's going to be a greater chance that someone else is going to get in and rob that vault. And it could be that the Prince of Shadows is is keeping something there that if it were to be released, that um, other things might fall. Yeah. So p- potentially um, something to release the green from the, the power of the Elf Queen. You know, maybe there's some um, enchanted uh, chain that's there. And it, just the fact that it still is in existence, it's keeping other dragons subdued. And if that chain were to be stolen and destroyed in a ritual, then the dragons are able to actually break free from the, the bounds of the Emperor, the bounds of the, the Elf Queen, and, um, you know, establish their rule over it. So, I mean, you could really put anything into that vault that would have that sort of cataclysmic uh, effect if it were to be get out. Um, and then you're also kind of introducing a, a bit of a race against the other icons agents to get in there and and, and get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thought, too, is if magic is unraveling, maybe that unraveling is spreading. And the whole of the Dragon Empire is based on magic. And if it if that unraveling spreads too far, then the whole... Um, empire could completely collapse. Sure. All those floating cities and... I mean, like a, like a and, shard and, maybe of, of the broken sky <laughs> coming <laughs> crashing down. That would make a great that campaign. That would make a great campaign. <laughs> Tying into it, if, if there is some sort of elder deity down there and or at least a portal that it could come through that has been stashed away, then the unraveling effect could be not just magic, but magic is the underpinnings of reality kind of weakening. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe the th- 14th age is the age of madness. Yeah. Well, let's think if, if magic unraveled to a point and all the wards went away, what could happen? You know, I mean, there's a lot. Oh, yeah. Either that or it's our time for our sword and sorcery variant of 13th age with no magic and just a lot of Heckin fighters. Heckin yeah. <laughs> That's how we get to... Uh, Primal Thule. There you go. There we go. Now we've got it. 14th age. 14th age. Welcome to the the ongoing iconic campaign. Um. All right. So what, we've we've. Well, what what are your thoughts? I mean, from your perspective, what might be a, a good epic tier threat? Well, I think it depends on whether you are looking this as the the last location. Like, is this it? Is this the the ultimate or is this the penultimate mm. 
heart of your campaign. If it's the ultimate, I think we've stocked this thing like with plenty of reasons to show up and not do this. Defeat the Seneschal so the white doesn't come back. Uh, keep whatever's in the vault in the vault. Maybe the players end up becoming the new Seneschals of this keep. For me, I kind of like the idea of this sort of thing being a penultimate sort of encounter location because then whatever happens here grows just out of control a little bit more. Maybe we get into the players get into the vault and the green gets released. Um, maybe all dragon, like maybe the chains that are in there are not the chains of the green. What if they were somehow like the, the like covenantal bindings of the three that's mm-hmm. keeping them in, in, in alliance with the empire. If it is, if it is the king in yellow, I mean, then madness just starts to spread and the, the, the players have a, a responsibility to, I mean, imagine taking a campaign loss and fleeing here. Any one of these ideas, you actually have a whole new campaign, let alone just, well, we got to finish this up because we, you know, everything has come to a head. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. But seeing as we don't, we can't just provide ways for you to kill your players um, or interesting uh, locations for the castle. What areas around the castle are what we would consider either an interesting location, uh, an interesting safe haven, uh, maybe potentially some allies. What did you guys come up with with that question? Well, I thought it, it would be interesting to have a, a couple of different anchor points surrounding this location. Um, that you know, these were the focal points of the magic that was subduing whatever was there. Um, these are kind of like stone biodomes. They just look like a pile of rocks, but you can actually enter into them, and then um, it's a, a bustling city um, of everyone who's you know in, obviously in the ploy of the Prince of Shadows or whatever icons at, at play here. They can't get out, or at least they, they don't get out and let the secret out. But yeah, it's a fully contained city within there, and maybe if magic isn't working right in the surrounding areas, it does work right inside of these these little biodomes, you know, and then potentially in there, maybe get something that they could coat their armor so that it does affect, or it, it does work the way that it's supposed to um, when they leave. Interesting. Interesting. What about you, Mark? Um, the time, my theme, I had a uh, nearby ice cave inhabited by a silver dragon who is there just to watch the castle to make sure the white doesn't come back as they are employed as guardians. Very cool. That'd be the safe haven. Yeah, then there's always the wandering monsters. So that would be your... your, your <clears throat> safe haven, maybe an ally, and he could still be under watch and, and maybe the emperor has an idea that there's something going on. So let me put a watcher over here because I'm not sure... You know, there's rumors that Prince Shadow's over here doing something. Let me put a watcher to see what's going on. And he just sits there and observes, but he's can help you again, maybe help with the with the magic or warn you about it, or again, maybe have something different tie-ins. And you can have him show up as a human. It doesn't have to be a silver dragon in form. It can be in human form. Mm-hmm. So you're not like, ah, the dragon. Be an old hermit somewhere that you're meeting and imparts knowledge to you. Wisdom or wisdom or, or, or that last little bit of yes. magic item that you need to so I, I had a, uh, and again, I think what's neat is like all of these ideas work because we've kind of built not just a castle, but actually a little a region environ kind of here. At, at, uh, in, so in my head, they're in the giant walk mountains. That's where I set this, this thing. And so I had this idea of a clan of storm giants that kind of keep an eye over this region. Maybe they don't even know why. 
but something happened long ago, and in my head now, because of everything that Nick has brought up, <laughs> it's definitely because they made a deal with the Prince of Shadows. And maybe it's not a deal that went their way, but now they have to stay in this region, and as the players start getting involved, the Storm Giants initially are like, no, we actually have to prevent people from, like, that's that was our end of the deal. And then it starts coming out, oh, I guess we're, we are working on the same side. But that gives not just, it gives our classic good guys fighting each other for the same, you know, because they they both don't realize that they're on the same side. But, it, I mean, Storm Giants, they forge stuff. Good place for magic items. It's mm-hmm. also a good place to have players to go back to to get their full heal-ups and rest and get more information. And then if we if we decide that at some point we want to delve into the mass combat rules, well, we've just given the players an army of storm giants and a silver dragon against whatever hordes come pouring out of the gate or the vault or that the Seneschal provides. Or if they flee, they end up back there and have to figure out a way to rallying everyone when mm-hmm. nobody trusts them anymore because... You said you could take care of this, and you obviously didn't. In fact, you made it worse, so... You're making it worse! (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, all right, so we've got some interesting locations and some interesting themes and ideas going through here. Um, Let's give... Is there anyone... I mean, Mark, yours is probably the clearest here, this idea of a NPC they can interact with either in the safe hold or in the castle that is designed as an interesting role-playing encounter mm-hmm. is that the silver dragon for you or do you have something else no that's why i had a silver dragon to you know do you have a name for the silver dragon i do not gorthex the bloodthirsty wait no that's <laughs> yeah wait no I, yeah uh, no i don't i don't you got my take on it from from book of ages that all the metallics are really just really good automations Oh, so you're so in in this one, the silver dragon may even be an automaton. Sure, sure. Huh. The emperor's has got a big secret. Is that why there's less and less? Because in this age, the they can't produce. Yeah, you, know, you got to kind of take parts from that broken one and keep this one going. Or maybe they just don't know how to fix it. It's it's you know we always we've talked about that old magic is more powerful. No one knows how to make them. Interesting. They try. That's why we have warforged, but. They look warforged. They don't look human. Right. What about you, Nick? Do you have an interesting NPC kind of? Yeah, I thought it would be interesting to have um, a a 10-year-old girl who's running one of these towns. Like okay. a child actually is the mayor or the, the guardian of whatever one of these uh, biodomes are. Um, and she's the reincarnation of a past icon. So she's retained all of her wisdom and uh, mental acuity as from her reign in a past age. And she's just waiting her time till she's old enough that she can actually, you know, fully embody the powers that she had uh, to ascend as well. And so her willingness to aid the, the PCs would be a little bit conflicted because the more she weakens the current power st- uh, structure, then the better chance she would have in the next decade to, to ascend into a uh, power. Um, or maybe she likes it the way it is and that she's actually going to ascend to power and support, you know, the new structure or something. But that's kind of the NPC that I came up with. Interesting. I like that guy a lot. I like it. I like both of them. I, I think I... Maybe an icon that used to be the prince or princess of shadows and is yeah. biding her time till he falls. Or maybe, maybe they to... always reincarnate in this area because yeah. of the magic that's going on. I like that. I like that a lot. 
Well, I had a, I had a, like kind of your stereotypical crazy person kind of running around the dungeon when you first meet them always comes off in my head, it's a wild or a, a wood elf and it always comes off like the person is crazy. But the more you listen, the more it's clear that this guy has an understanding of what is going on better than anyone else. He knows how to stay away from the Seneschal. He knows how to get into the crypts. And it turns out that he was one of the original adventurers who found this and ended up getting driven crazy and can't leave. Like all of his friends are dead or still in the dungeon and as the players go through, perhaps with rituals, perhaps with icon relationship roles, and I may, like in my head, I would probably make a box and say, okay, there, it's he gets progressively saner as you do things. Hmm. Maybe a skill challenge, but it would require five or six different things to make him sane, if you will. Just as a as kind of your your mad oracle, like nobody takes this why this wood elf seriously until oh wait, didn't that guy warn us about? The fire traps in here? Yeah, but he said something crazy like, you know, the room vomits acid everywhere. Yeah, but I mean, it actually makes sense now that we've seen the room and we were attacked. And so figuring out the history of this this wood elf, who they are, why they're here, why they were driven crazy could also provide information of- to uh, what's going on in the depths. Was he part of the original group? That the Prince of Shadows used to trap the icon, and he's the only one left of that group? I, I mean, there it could be that. Maybe he's the key to getting in. Like, the last lock is a living lock. And you got to unravel the mystery of this wood elf, because only he knows the password to get past the, the Prince of Shadows magic, and he doesn't know what it is. Like, I think, I don't know if, if you guys have read the Thomas Covenant, the last chronicles of Thomas Covenant. Anil is the character I'm thinking of, uh, which is, I believe, how you would pronounce that. He comes off as deranged and tortured and bound by visions he cannot contain. And by the end of the series, you actually understand what is going on and that there's a very specific reason both that he is like that and that for his continued existence in this in this area. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. I might even just use the name Anil because I like the connotations the word has and also I would do it as an homage to what may be my favorite fantasy series. So last but not least... We were all supposed to come up with an encounter for somewhere in this ruin. For GMs who are listening and, and enjoy torturing their players to use to ruin their day at the epic level tier. Mark, do you want to go first? Are you talking about like the next section with monsters? Yeah, what monsters? I kind of put that as more of a encounter outside before you get there. All right, what do you got for us? So on the way there, because it's epic, you know, you got to whittle down some of their resources. Um, either some frost giants that live in the area. Either like your storm giants or just a random clan or some dread spirits. Uh, Dread spirits are remnants of the fourth age battle that happened. So they're just there, still hanging around. Or the giant army's ancestors or the descendants of the giant army that fought for the white years ago. That's why they're still here. Kind of feel bound to hang out in the area. Doesn't count before you get there. I like that. You don't want to get them there fresh, you know. Resupplied yeah. right to the castle. Like, oh no, let's run into some things first. Use up all those nice potions you bought, <laughs> and maybe that's what drives you to the silver. Yeah, and you the beat up and the, you, the bits of the living dungeon as well. That too, that yeah. would be great. So that that kind of 
opens the opportunity for them to see and gain access to this silver dragon who can can be an aid and a guide into the area in the region. It just occurred to me, living dungeon. So you can hit the castle directly and deal with the glamours, or you can voluntarily go into this living dungeon that has a connection through the inside of the castle. Mm, I like it's that. It's an, another way in. The silver can tell you, hey, you can go that way and you can fight the ice devil guardians and all that, or... You can brave this living dungeon and you'll come out like a back door, back door in the dungeon. Beware the crazy man who lives there. That's right. <laughs> Maybe that's where you meet the crazy guy inside the living dungeon. I, I like that. Give them, I mean, I, one of the things, again, we talked about that we want to do with this is give lots of options. So I like the idea of tying in the broken parts of the living dungeons to take us back into the, like into the, into the keep itself. I like your idea of the crazy guy. What if the crazy guy is the icon and doesn't know it oh. until you make him sane and he realizes I'm really the dwarf king or the elf, you know, the elf king, the elf, king, the elf queen, the elf yeah. king, and I'm the trapped icon. Mm-hmm. That's definitely one way to go with it. It's a nice twist. All right, Nick, what do you have encounter wise? Uh, so I was thinking in, in one of the rooms encountering um, an elder beast. That I was in. You're, you're not in your head. I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've got elder beasts in mind. Go on. <laughs> um, that he had either been placed there as one of the traps at, at, as a small beast, and it has over the ages uh, grown um, almost to a, an unmanageable point that um, you know, he's supposed to be there to guard things, and now he's there actually eating everything up. And maybe he's eaten something that's caused the unraveling of magic. Um but then I also uh, threw in a, a number of haunted skulls, uh, specifically the skulls of beasts. Um, in this as well is just this thought of these flaming dragon heads or orc heads or whatever it is um, floating around and attacking them while they're while the elder beast is attempting to consume them as well. And you could put that, you know, <laughs> that'd be interesting as the the very first fight you, you get in, and then this is what's waiting for you, and then it's like, well. What's next? What's next? <laughs> well, I kind of built mine around the idea of being at the gate, at the thing that was sealed in the vault. And so I have a couple I have a couple of elder beasts. I built mine double strength. Um, As you do. Uh, you know. <laughs> you got to uh, kill at least one character. <laughs> a, cu- a couple of the, uh, uh, a pair of elder beasts, a pair of the, t- the spell blights or mm. uh, spell casters from Eyes of the Stone Thief that work well in tandem. Like these are the the members of the twin shard or whatever we want to call like some sort of cult that is dedicated to trying to get into this place. Um, and then a bunch of other mutants. I've got a couple of, uh, I've got like 10 great, great fangs with the nastier mutation and uh, a pair of brain zealots because those are just fantastic. But the idea is, and I've used this in a couple of games recently. The last one being the 13th age game that you came in and, and played where I was like, excellent. You have until escalation uh, die five, and then something bad happens. And so, like in the game we played, at escalation die five, the island sunk, and if you were not out of that fight by escalation die five, you died. You you were drowned. And only two of the players like made it up the path on the end of escalation die four. So say, listen, this icon is bound, but they have started to unravel the magic. So if you don't kill those who are doing this ritual by four or five, then whatever's on the other side of that gate or what's ever in the vault or whatever's been trapped, the corpse of the white, you know, it's too late. It's out like you. It's not a campaign loss in the sense that, I mean, it would be it would be a good idea for a campaign loss if they flee. But basically 
sometimes the fight isn't about winning. It's about doing it as quickly as possible or as targeted as possible, uh, as, as narratively mm-hmm. enforced. So <clears throat> now I want to run this encounter and see how bad it actually is. Yeah. And I had an encounter inside and that was, you know, not to go with the Prince Thieves, but go with the white is you find out there's another group of cultists there. They have the proper reagents and they're trying to get it to the ice devil. So again, you have so much time to stop them before he actually opens the portal and the white comes out, depending on what you do will change history. Well, I mean, that's another idea. You, you, you brought up the idea of going back in time or hero questing back to the other ages. That could be a perfect, Mm -hmm. like there are, there's so much illusion magic. There's so much iconic magic. There's so much like madness, if you will, infusing these areas that maybe some parts of this, you're actually seeing echoes of or dealing with objects out of time. I mean, that's that's a very Lovecraftian idea. Well, any other thoughts on our our ruined or not castle in in the mountains? Anything else you guys want to add? A wandering soul flinzer. <laughs> you just want to put the soul flinzers out there? I love those things. Like, the fact, yeah. No, I, I think your idea of, of a living moat is, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, it, that gets me excited. Like, I don't want to run into that, but this idea of this this band around this castle that's alive um, with the intention of keeping people out or, you know, uh, a living moat. Well, I, and I like Mark's twist on it that the moat can actually be a way into... yeah into the dungeon, some sort of like postern gate almost. Yes. Yeah. Let it eat yeah. you. Well, and you don't have to tell them it's a living dungeon. You can just say, yeah, part of this is ruined and it's fallen down. But if you follow through the passages, you'll come out in the dungeon. And so it's a back way in that no one pays attention to, you know, it's just, it's ruins until you're in. But again, second only- or third room is like, and it, it starts acting like a living dungeon. <sighs> crap or inside one well and too again late then. only if they find your only if they they actually engage with the npc and can convince them to give them this information mm-hmm. um i think like i i think we came up with a pretty interesting environment to kind of throw in to your epic tier game so i i really enjoy doing these yeah. episodes and, i don't know about you guys it's epic so they're tough but you can make it just a little bit tougher to where they have to maybe have this over intervene to help and oh by the way while you're here and then start getting into stuff and mm-hmm. oh, okay well you could go that way but it's much easier if you go and maybe the silver doesn't know it's a living dungeon hmm. because the magic's been warped and it's turned it into right. a living dungeon right. he thinks it's his runes excellent and remember you can support the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash iconic podcast or you can use our Amazon referral link which is found in the show notes to do online shopping and Well, you've been listening to the Iconic Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can contact us at iconicpodcast at gmail.com or call and leave a voicemail at 720-924-1706. And be sure to check out iconicpodcast.com for news, updates, and new episodes. Thanks for listening.